Hello, and welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, and I'm here to chat about horror movies. Who knew? So, uh, things have been a little bit interesting around these parts. I uh, have not been able to see as many movies as I would like to, as I normally do. Um, you know, usually I rattle up a whole host of things when I'm going over the start of the episode, but there's like two movies, one of which is the one that we're talking about today, Ginger Snaps. <laughs> um, the other movie is The Damned from 1969, which is not a horror movie, though it might sound like one by the title. Um, so let me just mention The Damned uh, really got me with its really smart and intriguing synopsis that was on the Criterion channel for it. Um, the reason I actually looked at this movie to begin with is because it was going to be leaving the channel at the end of the month. So I always like check in. I'm like, what is, you know, what is the, what are these movies about? And the description was that, let's see, this is Lucino Visconti's deliriously perverse vision of Nazi decadence and it charts the fortunes of the industrialist von Esbeck family, Essenbeck family as they rise to power under the Third Reich only to, to, oh my gosh, only to succumb to their own depravity, incest, orgies, morphine addiction, and Halbert Berger in drag, imitating Marlene Dietrich, all feature in this crazed Wagnerian soap opera, soap opera, why can I not speak, that goes further than almost any film in its shocking portrayal of Nazism's corruption of the soul. So that description really, like, made my imagination, like, catch on fire the movie itself was not that amazing to me very long two and a half hours i i didn't really jive with it i was i think because of that description i was expecting a lot more uh like obscene outrageous scenarios and there aren't really at least not you know front and center um there are bad things that happen certainly but they're more subdued and so I wasn't expecting subdued. And when I got that, I was like not really in the mood for it. So <laughs> that's fine. It was fine. Okay. Um, but the movie that I did watch was, of course, Ginger Snaps. So again, did not take notes. But the movie's pretty simple. And I, I you know, let's just uh, roll the trailer and then get into it. For two sisters. Together forever. United against life as we know it. With an appetite for the macabre. I'm slitting my throat. You should definitely hang. All it takes is one night. And one bite. Let's get out of here. Dog, maybe. Did I change last night? How with the moon? Ginger's changing. How do you feel? Wicked. They're just being normal teenage girls. She's gone. Ginger snaps. 
and bites. And we're almost not even related anymore. All right, so when I started this podcast, I mentioned at some point that there are a lot of movies, horror films that seem to be classic and that I have not seen before. And this, I would say, classifies as one of those movies because when you look up lists of best horror films or best underrated horror films or best whatever, Ginger Snaps is usually in the conversation. But I hadn't seen it. At least I don't think I have. If I did see it, it would have been over 11 years ago because 11 years ago is when I started cataloging the movies that I watched. So it is possible I actually had seen it before, but... If I had, I remember nothing about it at all. So it's effectively brand new watch. So I had never seen it. And again, it seems like something that I should have watched. And the movie stars, focuses on these two sisters, Ginger and Bridget. And they are very interested in death. They have a very morbid interest in death and love to take photos of themselves and as if they have committed suicide and all these various, you know, intriguing methods of death and destruction. So, certainly an interesting pair of teenagers. And the movie starts off with a mystery that something or someone is killing a bunch of dogs in the neighborhood, and they don't know what, but soon the sisters find out because... They end up getting attacked by a dog or something. It's not a dog. It's a really big, monstrous thing, which you could presume is a werewolf, yeah. But either way, um, this is kind of the crux. They Ginger gets bitten, scratched up by this creature, which seemed to suddenly attack because Ginger had suddenly started having her first period. So, like, period blood attracted this animal. Anyway, things quickly develop where it's like, okay, so, you know, Ginger was a late bloomer. She didn't have her period until she was like 15 or 16, but now she has. But now things are changing. Of course, there's obvious relation to puberty. Describe the characters, consider that she's going through puberty, and that's why she's having all these changes, such as, you know, becoming a lot more angry, easily aggravated, growing hair in new places, although in this case it's like white hair and it's growing like on her shoulders and arms and stuff and not where you would expect it to be for puberty. So it's very obvious when you're watching that these are not normal symptoms, but the sisters are trying to just kind of assume that it is normal and this is just this horrible, you know, curse that they, at least in Ginger now has, the curse being, you know, of course a colloquial term for people starting their period. So, things quickly develop, where Ginger is super, you know, interested in this guy now in some sort of sexual activity. She appears to kind of rape the guy that she's dating at one point in the back of his car. Um, but afterwards, he's like, cool with it, I guess, because it's like, wow, he had sex with a girl, whatever. Um, I think his name is Jason, and it's very funny to me when he comes out. Um, 
there's a point when he goes to the bathroom to urinate and he's peeing and the stream switches from pee to straight up blood red blood and he's screaming but he's still peeing and i'm like this is funny as hell but also that would be so scary you just had sex for the first time and then suddenly you're peeing blood oh that would be as a teenager that would be so scary wow of course this is a movie but anyway so ginger's just evolving more rapidly changing and it seems like at some point bridget cannot control her anymore they end up killing uh, a girl from school who they didn't like. Um, inadvertently, I might add, she kind of just slips on some milk and dies. Uh, very lame way to go. But either way, things continue. They hide the body successfully, except for these two fingers, which the mother finds and realizes must be real fingers. Although not before putting them away in Tupperware, which is hilarious. I love it so much. Um... So it's real, you know, things are coming to a head. And there's this whole other plot with this character Sam who's like a drug dealer at school. Drugs is in weed. Ooh. But he talks with Bridget. They both agree that this is probably a uh, werewolf thing that's going on. And they decide, okay, here's, like, maybe there's a cure. If we use this, like, plant, it can cure you. Um, they try it out on the, the guy, uh, Jason, who was attacked sexually, and he turns back normal. So it seems like, yes, this is a cure. Hallelujah. Um, but it's now Halloween night, there's a party, you know, so Ginger's there, Bridget goes to find her, there is trouble, and Sam's involved. The mom comes to save them, take them away, run away together. Um, amusingly, without the dad, apparently, he doesn't seem to matter. Which, you know what, go mom for, like, sticking up for your children, like, first and foremost, above everything else. Um, but at, around this point, things, it's clearly up to Bridget, but also it may be too late, because Ginger totally is changing. She's no longer just a scary-looking, you know, sharp-toothed, woman with hair growing out of her arms and such and her like shoulders and wounds and having a tail she is now full werewolf creature thing and um but either way Bridget has one vial um at some point she cuts her hand and mixes her blood with gingers to prove like hey I'm on your side we're gonna become worlds together just to kind of get that trust or keep that trust. But either way, yes, Bridget is coming with one syringe only, one cure, which you just notice. You're like, why is there only one syringe? Why does she only have one? Um, but either way, it becomes the final showdown. Ginger kills Sam, which is like sad, but also whatever. He wasn't really that important aside, as, aside from being a guy who was like interested in botany. Um, and was able to come up with a cure. But in the final competition between sister sister versus sister, Ginger and Bridget, Ginger lunges, and it's like a split the second decision that Bridget chooses either to like go forward with her knife in her hand or the syringe in her other hand. And what she does is stab 
ginger werewolf. And so it's a deep stab wound and it seems fatal. Um, unlike in potentially other werewolf fiction where they can only be killed by certain things, it also just seems like you could just a werewolf can just die normally, like because the original werewolf that was attacking got killed by a car, getting hit by a car. Which is not in traditional werewolf folklore as to how to kill them. But either way, um, Ginger gets stabbed and it seems we're left in this final beautiful sequence where Bridget is kind of laying on top of Ginger who is dying. Um, and it's very sad. And that's kind of where it ends. You don't get to you don't get to see, yes, hundred percent she has been she has died. You also don't see Bridget actually inject herself with the antidote either. You don't see either of these things happen. And I think that's a really good ending because it just kind of is sad but inevitable in a way. And I don't know though that I would want to watch the sequel or the movie after. There were two movies after. There was Ginger Snaps 2 and 3. But 2, I believe, is kind of a retcon Potentially, or maybe it just picks up where the end ends and is that the two do become werewolves together. So I guess it means in that case, Ginger did not die, but also that Bridget did not take the cure. Then the third movie is apparently a prequel and goes way back in time. So I'm not sure that either of those super appeal to me. I may watch them at some point just to, you know, sit my curiosity, but at this point I have, I have no real interest in seeing them because the first movie kind of is so well done. I love that it mixes between humor and horror. It's not particularly scary. It's very dramatic, but it's also so funny at so many points. I really like it. Again, I don't know why I've never seen it before, but clearly I should have because this would have been a lot higher on like my favorites over the years had I had seen it earlier in my life, I'm pretty sure. So if you have not seen Ginger Snaps either, I absolutely recommend you do because you are missing out on a really interesting movie. And if you want to watch the sequels, go ahead. Um, but yeah, definitely the first movie was pretty good. I caught it on Shudder because it was on um, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs uh, a couple weeks ago. And I, you know, I missed it when it was live, so I caught up. And I'm glad I did. So that's my what I have to say about Ginger Snaps. Um, I just kind of wanted to bring up a couple other things here. Um... This podcast will come out in time before the upcoming Halfway to Black Friday sale from Vinegar Syndrome. Now, let me say here, I am not sponsored by Vinegar Syndrome at all. Um, I don't have any actual relationship with anyone who works there. So this is just me as a fan um, pimping this. But Vinegar Syndrome's Halfway to Black Friday sale is basically what it sounds like, a sale in the middle of the year where their, pretty much all their catalog, except for their newest releases, will be 50% off, as in on sale. That's a great time to pick up movies. If you had any interest in anything that they're offering, a great way to just dip in cheaper than usual. And I think that's how I started. I, I picked up some stuff on sale first. Um, they also have their, I can't remember what it's called, their halfway subscriber package. Which I am a subscriber, which means uh, this, at the end of last year I bought a package which will get me every Vinegar Syndrome release, uh, not including their porn, 
but also not including some of their other lines that they've introduced since then, but that's okay because their main line is like horror and exploitation, which is my main, and somewhat some drama in there as well, which is my main interest, so I'm fine with that. Um, but it's a way like, you know, just say I'm ready to buy everything. It doesn't matter what you're putting out. I'm, I'm just down. And that would probably scare a lot of people. Um, so I wouldn't recommend that for a newbie. But I would say it's worth just browsing their site. And if you see anything interesting, maybe pick up something for 50% off. Why not? Um, they're also going to be launching some other stuff. They're going to be putting Six String Samurai out on a deluxe uh, Blu-ray. I don't remember. Is it 4K? I think it is. Um, so that's cool. If you like that movie, I know that's a cult classic. Um, Surf 2. I have not seen Surf 1 or Surf 2. know nothing about them. But I may pick that up just because I trust Vinegar Syndrome and I like their brand of weird trash movies that they often release. Um, what I am excited for is the Televised Terror Volume 1 package, which is a box set of TV movies. Three of them. Counter Girl Murders, Are You in the House Alone, and Child in the Night, which I've not seen any of those. And I want to see all of them. I love TV movies. And they do not get enough attention. So, very much down for all of that. And Are You in the House Alone must be a good movie. Because there's that book uh, called Are You in the House Alone by Amanda Reyes. Which I have and is about, it's a TV horror movie, compen- a TV movie horror compendium, I think they call it. And I love that book. So... The fact that they would name it like off a TV movie, specifically this one, speaks volumes to me. So yeah, let's see. There's unannounced movies that are be be released. It looks like maybe four in total, um, and that's cool. So I am very excited. That starts on May 28th. I'm very excited for that. I don't know that anyone else is, but I am. So I'd recommend check out their site now. Sometimes their site goes down before the sale. Um, like to get things prepped so hopefully if you hear this and are curious that you can actually go and look at vinegar syndrome's website right now Um, but if not then oops Um, but there's probably a list somewhere there's actually a list on letterboxd yeah uh, that shows like what the majority of what they have at least that's what is on letterboxd anyway that is my spiel me fanboying out thank you for dealing with that um Either way, that's the end of the episode, and I'll be back in two weeks with another one. Thanks for listening.